we manifest because we want things that we don't have, right? We manifest circumstances and experiences and emotions because we don't like the circumstances, experiences, or emotions we're feeling currently. Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog, and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand, a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself, and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. I am so, so pumped to talk about today's podcast topic. I was inspired by this idea. Yesterday, I was listening to the Weekly Energy Boost podcast, which is from the Kabbalah Center, uh, while I was heading into the city, and I got so inspired to talk about this kind of podcast idea based on what they were talking about. So I'm just going to dive right in. Typically, I have like a little bit of backstory or prologue or introduction into the podcast, but I am ready to dive right in because I have so much to say on this. And it's a really interesting topic because I think it's going to be one of those episodes where I kind of talk things out as I go for myself as well, because I'm kind of interested to talk and think this out actively and see where my mind ends up at the end of this. So anyways, the little mini introduction is to the podcast topic this week, which is, do you need to kind of slow down or pick up momentum to manifest? So the podcast episode I was listening to from yesterday was, like I said, with the weekly energy boost from the Kabbalah Center. And they were talking about our brainwave state and which brainwave states we manifest best from. So we have four or five. I know that there are two different considerations, but in the podcast episode I was listening to yesterday, they talked about four, which is delta, theta, alpha, and beta brainwave states. And I'm just going to do a quick introduction to these so you understand what I'm talking about. So the beta brainwave state is a very high frequency brainwave state. It's where we have the most waves in a minute. And it's where we're typically hyper anxious, very active. Um, You can have this when you're like working out, taking like a HIIT workout class, or if you have like an anxiety attack, um, or if you're just very anxious and not relaxed. Alpha is the next one down. It's a pretty moderate brainwave state. I would say it's based on what I understood, it's where the one we exist most at. So it's alpha is typically where we exist throughout the day. Um, and it's pretty passive, uh, but somewhat relaxed. And then we have theta, which is deeply relaxed. Typically, the brainwave state we hit kind of right before REM or right after REM uh, or waking up kind of when you're most relaxed, maybe laying on the beach or reading a book, uh, doing something, you know, you're very passive to and just kind of relaxing in. And then lastly is delta, which is typically the sleep state. So it's we can only typically reach delta brainwave state when we're sleeping and when we're in REM. Um, it's incredibly relaxed. Your body is completely at rest and you're only using your subconscious mind. So these are the four. If you're looking at five, I believe the last one is gamma, which is even higher than beta, the first one I had mentioned. And that I would assume is like a hyper, hyper awareness state. Um, very anxious, very 
uh, very active thinking. So anyways, those are the introductions to those. If you want to do more research into those, I invite you to do so. But like I said, alpha is typically the one we exist at most. It's a pretty moderate brainwave state. Um, you're just kind of going through the motions of the day existing as you do. But the reason I want to talk to you guys about this is because what they were talking about in the podcast yesterday, I thought was so incredibly interesting because I don't think I've ever in my life thought about manifesting in this way. So there was actually a guest on the podcast and I just tried and go back. I just tried to go back and look at the name of this person and it's actually not in the title or the description of the podcast episode, but I will give you the name of the episode which aired February 27th of this year and it's called Finding Your Inner Compass, a spiritual approach to making big things happen. So anyways, there was a guest on this podcast and he was talking about how in these brainwave states, your best place to actually manifest is when you're either in delta or theta, specifically in delta, so almost in REM. So to manifest at the best place, you have to completely calm your mind and work from a place of very, very in touchness and very much of a spiritual awareness where you're almost slowing everything down in the world. He gave such a beautiful example to this. So, you know, when you're watching like an action movie and someone shoots someone else and the gun goes off and in that moment, the director or the the whoever does this, I, I would assume the director, I don't know much about movie producing, but when you're watching the movie, the gun goes off and then you watch the bullet and time just kind of slows down, right? The movie I'm thinking of is like anything with like Angelina Jolie. She's always such a badass in her movies. But anyways, you see the bullet go out of the barrel and then time slows down. You see the bullet moving incredibly slowly. And in that time, you're watching whom it's traveling to and they're kind of moving out of the way. And we all know that this happens in like what, a millisecond or two when the bullet like travels, depending on the distance of the bullet to the person, but this is in milliseconds and we're watching this happen all in slow motion. So basically the example he gave was that the the way the bullet is traveling is the way you need to manifest in such a way that you're completely and utterly calming your mind and calming your brainwave state to your surroundings, your experience, your emotions, and manifesting from a place of such serene and such calmness that you're able to actually manifest what it is you want. Because in the hustle and bustle of the world, in existing at an alpha brainwave state, we're consistently thinking about anything that can go wrong, everything that's happening in our day, what we need to be doing next, etc. I talk to a lot of my clients and I know that this is something pretty much I would assume everyone does. I think we all do this when we want something really badly or when we think about something we want or when we notice something we want or whatever it is. So many of us will go to what can immediately go wrong in the scenario, how we won't get what we want, right? So if we want a job and we apply for the job and we start overthinking things, we're thinking, okay, I said the wrong answer in the interview, or I did this badly, or I did this badly, or I didn't submit this correctly, or whatever it is. And you're spinning stories already that haven't happened yet of ways what you want can go wrong, right? So it's very easy for us to manifest what we don't want in an alpha brainwave state. But in a beta, or I'm sorry, in a theta and delta brainwave state where we're almost or entirely completely relaxed and at a a very calm 
existence is where we manifest best. So then they further talked about how in these brainwave states to manifest, you essentially need to slow things down, which I I had to stop the podcast and think like you need to slow down to manifest. That doesn't make any sense to me because any time I've ever really wanted to manifest something, right? Manifesting moving here, manifesting LaRue becoming what it is now, manifesting my financial situation, manifesting a relationship, a email, a phone call, whatever it is. We're always thinking about how it'll give us what we want right now. Therefore, what we're manifesting is something that is coming in the future that we want to sustain where we are now because where we are now makes us uncomfortable that I have never thought of manifesting something in a way that needs to be something very slow. We manifest because we want things that we don't have, right? We manifest circumstances and experiences and emotions because we don't like the circumstances, experiences, or emotions we're feeling currently and presently. And I've talked to you guys about how to actually manifest something we have to absolutely practice is gratitude for the moment we are in right now. But I don't think I've ever thought of it in a way that means slowing down and manifesting slowly and in a relaxed, I don't want to say hyper aware because hyper awareness, hyper awareness sounds like anxiety, which sounds like beta. But I, I, I want to say manifesting in a way that you're hyper aware in your subconscious mind meaning you're in your happy place you're getting very like existential but very relaxed right so I was just completely thrown by this idea of slowing down to manifest and if you're trying to manifest something and you're doing it in a way that you're at beta brainwave states you're going to be manifesting with such anxiety and with such desperation that the manifestations will never come in. So they were talking about these, these uh, the podcast hosts and the guests were talking about how at their Kabbalah Center, in which is actually in New York City, so many of their students complain or I don't want to say complain, but talk about how they're struggling to manifest. And these are people who have been practicing and teaching Kabbalah and learning Kabbalah and learning manifestation techniques and spiritual techniques for years and years. And they hit the stuck point where the manifestations stop coming through or a major manifestation that they've been trying to work for and work towards for years still isn't coming true. And to do this, the podcast guest, I really wish I knew this person's name. It was a man um, who was foreign. That's all I know. Um, to do this, he had said that you have to slow down. You have to not only find gratitude for the moment you're in now, find gratitude for the uncomfortability you're in now, but you have to be able to slow everything down, slow the bullet coming out of the barrel, slow your thoughts, slow your brain waves so that you can truly manifest better. Because in that slowness, in the time that the, the bullet has slowed down, right? So in the movie, what typically would take milliseconds now is taking what? Let's go with like five to 10 seconds. You're essentially slowing down time Kind of like the other example I thought of was how time changes for us compared to like animals, like dogs, right? So we know 
I don't remember the equivalents, but I, I think it's like one year for us to seven years for them, right? So Michael frequently jokes like, okay, how old is Bowie already? Like, is she out of her infancy era? Because <laughs> she's almost 10 months. She'll be 10 months um, later this week. So 10 months, almost a year for her is what? She's like five now already, five or six in like human years. So if she was a human, she'd be talking, she'd be walking. So I kind of equated it to that, how time passes so much faster for them, even though I know that, you know, most animals don't have a concept of time. So again, this this construct of time and how time is passing in Delta in Theta, we have an ability to slow down time that lets us manifest. A great example of this is thinking about your dreams, right? When we think about the dreams we had last night, I don't know about you, but I definitely experienced this. It always feels like my dreams last seconds. My dreams always feel like I've I know so much detail about them and so much time would pass in the dream, but the dream itself takes me what feels like a few minutes, if not seconds. So it's a very interesting concept to think that in Delta and in Theta, when our brains are at rest, typically, is when we can manifest greater because in this time, we're able to get out of our conscious mind and into a more subconscious thinking where we're able to access thoughts that we don't typically access, meaning memories, meaning core memories, meaning Uh, core neural pathways that have developed over years and years of time that let us realize what we want. So therefore, what I'm saying is the memories, the neural pathways, the core memories, whatever you're thinking of, those are where we pick and choose. Those are where we cherry pick our manifestations. That's what our experiences in life have led us to understand and develop these manifestations, these dreams. So when we're in Delta and Theta, And we're in a very deeply relaxed, more inward focused manner. We're able to better access what it is we actually want to manifest. Because as I've always said to you guys, we're never actually manifesting things. We're never actually manifesting anything in our 3D. We're manifesting emotions. So if you're manifesting a new job, it's because you want security. It's because you want joy in your job. It's because you want bliss. It's because you want x y and z right if you're manifesting more money again security feelings of pride whatever if you're manifesting a relationship it's because you're manifesting love and connection and intimacy right so we're never actually manifesting anything in a physical object experience or person we're just manifesting the emotions we think those things will bring us and those things will give us. So when we're manifesting from a place of beta, we're focusing so deeply on, and again, like I said, beta is the very anxiety dominant uh, brainwave state. What we're actually manifesting is this hyper fixation on what we think those things will give us. And when we're manifesting from such a place of anxiety, Instead, what we're actually doing, we spend a split second thinking about the actual manifestation we want. And then because we're in such a state of anxiety or such a state of hyper awareness, we're actually manifesting all of the things that could go wrong. Because like I said, our brain goes for a few seconds to the actual manifestation. So again, let's just for the sake of an easy example, use a job that you're manifesting. You go to 
for just a slight few seconds, you go to actually getting the job. But then you think about all of the ways either getting the job could go wrong or not getting the job could go wrong. So the interviews or you actually get offered the job, but then it's not what you wanted and it's totally horrible and your colleagues suck, whatever. So I found this to be incredibly, incredibly interesting because as you guys know me and as I'm obviously sitting here talking to you guys, I know I'm talking too fast. I am definitely someone who is very hyper aware I am definitely someone who, as someone who is type A, I'm always in a need for control, always looking for a lot of external, I don't want to say validation to that control, but external resources. I'm always someone who is moving. I have a very hard time relaxing, which I've told you guys countless times, right? So what's so interesting to me is that in the last few years, Obviously, I have been able to manifest a lot of my dreams, a lot of my big goals. So I'm wondering, when did those manifestations actually start to click? Because I'm not someone who typically dreams at night either. I usually have a very dreamless, somewhat mundane sleep, I guess. But it's interesting that I say that too, because actually over the last several days, I've had some very bizarre dreams. I was telling my best friend, Jess, I had a dream the other day that my mom bought this like multi-million dollar stunning walk-up in New York City and then wouldn't let me live in it. So she just had it sitting there empty for no reason. And I remember fighting with my mom in the dream. I thought that was so funny. But anyways, like I said, I'm usually someone who is very like a typical dreamless, sleepless or not sleepless, dreamless night. So I'm wondering, like, do we need to in the in the REM state, in the Delta state where our brainwaves are almost at like a frequency of, you know, zero, they're from like 0.5 to four in that state. Do you need to have any sort of activity to actually be manifesting? Because I don't know a lot about dream psychology. I haven't really done any research into it. I don't know a lot about it. But I'm wondering if it's the dreams that help us manifest because dreams are a a creation of our subconscious, right? Dreams don't just like happen for no reason. They don't they don't just come out of nowhere. We dream Whatever it is we dream, whether it's super weird or very like normal to our typical day to day, we dream them because it's something we desire. It's something our subconscious mind has constructed to hint at us and point at us something we might need to address, whatever it is. I definitely know that about dreams. There's no way that they're not related to our subconscious mind. So my my wondering and hearing all of this was, do we need to dream to be manifesting do we need to let the subconscious be kind of running wild while we're at delta and theta or do we manifest from a place of complete deep relaxation where our mind is almost at a complete lull right where our mind is existing with no thoughts no creations which i i definitely am going to be doing a lot more research into this but my immediate thinking in answering that question is my assumption would be we manifest best when our mind is at a complete lull because I know from the practice of my own spirituality um, when you relate a lot of like Kabbalistic practice to so Kabbalah practice to um, a lot of like Hinduism and Middle Eastern culture that I've practiced Middle Eastern spirituality that I've learned about a lot of manifestation a lot of deeply 
uh, I guess, religious or spiritual connection comes from when you can meditate and keep the mind completely quiet, which pretty much, you know, a, a, an enormous chunk of the world cannot do. That's just not something that we're able to do. It is such a practiced art to be able to quiet your mind and quiet your thoughts. I have been meditating for three years now. I do it almost daily and I am at a point where I'm practicing trying to quiet my mind for as long as I can before a thought enters and I'm at maybe 10 seconds. Like it's so, so hard and such a deeply rooted practice because to quiet your mind, to reach delta in an active state, meaning to reach delta or theta brain waves in a state in which you are not sleeping, is incredibly difficult. Our minds are constantly moving. We process thousands and thousands of bits of information in a day, right? Everything we look at, our brain is processing color, words, thoughts, etc. And we see a lot in our day, right? Even if it's something we see every day, like our home, or if it's somewhere new, like a doctor's office or a restaurant or whatever you're doing, our brain processes thousands and thousands of pieces of information in a day. So to sit down and take the time to try and meditate and then quiet your mind to literally think about nothing to reach Delta is a practice that for from what I can understand and what I can grasp, people practice for their entire lives to actually achieve. It can take years and years to actually be able to reach Delta, delta and theta brainwaves at an active state, meaning again, like I said, when you're just not sleeping. And even so, I'm wondering, again, I'm going to be doing some research on this and hopefully I'll be able to update you guys on this, but I'm wondering, does everyone actually re- even reach delta brainwaves while they sleep? Is that where everyone like is a normal or are some people or a majority of people at theta and then only certain people can reach delta, people who are typically relaxed people who have typical or who are typically like not as stressed um, or don't experience as many stressors during the day etc because my thinking is that people who experience high stress days perhaps like doctors first responders you know people fighting war uh, lawyers you know people with very high stress jobs I'm wondering do they reach delta during the night do they have the ability to shut down their mind completely and reach delta or or do they exist at a beta if not gamma brainwave throughout the day so it's all very interesting to think about i encourage you to do your own research on this too because it's really amazing and rounding it back out to the sort of intentional living conversation and what i plan on you know naming this podcast is the idea of slowing down to manifest is just such an interesting concept to me because like I said typically we're manifesting so that we can change our current circumstances so that we can move forward so that we can make progress and the idea of of being okay and not only just having gratitude for the current moment but simply being okay with exactly where you're at the other day I told you guys I had Um, When I recorded the last podcast, I told you guys I had brunch with uh, one of my really good friends, Kristen, and every time her and I get together, we have very like deep, very existential, uh, really enlightening conversations all the time. And something I was talking to her about was something that 
I had to get on board with when I was in my in the depths of my healing journey, actively healing all of my grief, all of my trauma. Uh, something that my EFT practitioner had mentioned to me that was a really great healing technique was asking yourself if today was as good as my life was going to get, how would I fight to make sure I'm happy every single day? Like if you never achieved anything else, if you never, I don't know, traveled anywhere else, if you never did anything else, but what you're doing today, every single day, how would you make yourself happy? How would you make the most of it? How would you retrain your brain to be okay with that? And I think that concept really relates to slowing down the mind to reach delta and theta to manifest because if if you think about that concept, if you think about your life never changing, if someone, you know, some worldly godly figure approached you and said, this is going to be your life for the rest of your life, you're never going to achieve any more of your dreams, but also, you know, stress to you, you have to be okay with this. How are you going to make yourself happy? I think eventually after probably a very a very deep grieving process you would have to find a way to start making yourself happy and my thinking my direct thought process to that is that you would have to find a way to start having so much gratitude for the very very little things in your life having gratitude for things we don't actively think about a lot so for example like running water having a roof over your head having clothes in your closet having a bed to sleep on having a shower to clean yourself off with having everything you need to live comfortably but then also transferring that gratitude to places like your job your friendships you would have to you would become i believe you know my hope would be that i would become so so deeply rooted in gratitude that it would take me some time of course again like I said I'm sure there'd be a grieving process to this but eventually I would become so enamored with joy and with bliss and with happiness with my life because while at the same time knowing things would never get better while that is probably quite a depressing thought to have for a long time if that were the case and there was no way for me to change that as someone who practices intentional living as someone who practices spirituality my hope would be that I would have to somehow learn to be okay with that and to do that would be to root myself in the absolute deepest amount of gratitude I could possibly reach and I feel like that would correlate to existing in a in a delta and theta brainwave state because to do that, I would have to calm the anxiety, calm the grieving process, calm the probably symptoms of depression I would be feeling about knowing my life would never change. I would have to calm the anxieties of it all so that I could reach a place of gratitude so that I can still live a happy and joyful and blissful life in knowing that things will never change. So I know that we went to a lot of places in this podcast. I know that I've probably dished out a lot of information, but I found this concept so, so incredibly interesting. And what I encourage you to do, I'm definitely going to come back to this topic, hopefully in a near future podcast. But what I encourage you us to do over the next few weeks is try and see where your feeling places feeling feelings of anxiety the most throughout your day 
and how you can calm them, how you can try and reach at least theta, even alpha, so the, the level below beta, if not, obviously, the best being delta. So see where you can calm your anxieties, and then when you're doing any sort of manifestation technique, whether that be you know, journaling, visualizations, creating a vision board, meditating, tapping, when you're doing any sort of manifestation technique, ask yourself, do like a little bit of an inventory to see what brainwave state you think you're at. Are you manifesting from a place of anxiety? Because if you are, my encouragement to you would be to try and do some very deep tapping beforehand try and tap away the just the anxiety don't tap on a manifestation simply tap on whatever anxieties you're feeling regulate your heart rate regulate your nervous system again and then see if you can try and manifest from a lower brainwave state i hope this all made sense like i said i know i just threw a boatload of information at you but i just found this so incredibly interesting and I had to talk it out because, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I was curious to see where my head would come out at the end. And I feel like this is giving me a whole new perspective on my own levels of anxiety and how I can try and calm them. And perhaps maybe why certain manifestations still aren't coming in. Because those bigger manifestations, I might be trying to manifest from a place of more anxiety than a place of more rest. And I'm seeing where I can try and provide myself more rest and relaxation so that I may manifest these bigger things. So I want to end you on a quote from that podcast I listened to that I thought was so powerful. Your consciousness is the software for your brain. I thought that was so beautiful because, and he didn't really expand on this a lot, but I I wanted to. You can always change software. Apple is always coming out with new updates for our phones our computers, our laptops, technology is always updating, software is always updating. Your software is not forever. You can always update your consciousness. You can always prune new neural pathways. You can always change your mind. You can always choose something new. So if you're ever feeling stuck, a great reminder is that your software might just need a little bit of updating. I'm going to end you guys right there. I'm going to let you take in all of this information. I need to take it all in. I feel like this was such a great episode and such an interesting topic. And I definitely want to expand on this more. So I will keep you guys updated. I'm going to do some research and perhaps come back with a little bit of an update soon. But that's what I've got for you guys today. And you know the spiel. I love you all so, so dearly. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.